Saludos and salutations, Broncos country, and welcome to another exciting episode of Broncos Talk. I'm your host, Adan Diaz, and ladies and gentlemen, this off NFL offseason, I almost started there, <laughs> this NFL offseason has been anything but amazing. I mean, usually when we get to these this point in time, it's kind of like, especially for a lot of content creators, we're always trying to figure out, you know, what it is we can talk about, you know, kind of stretch it out from this point in time up until when the NFL training uh, camp uh, training camp season starts. But I kind of feel like for this offseason, a lot of people don't have to really do that because there's just so much to talk about, folks. And it's kind of like a dartboard. No matter where you throw your dart, you're going to hit something and basically a point to talk about, especially here in Broncos country. So, But before we get into today's episode, which is my NFL predictions, uh, going into the reveal of the NFL's uh, uh, calendar season. So, But before we get to that, guys, if you don't already follow me on Twitter, please, please, please follow me on Twitter. I appreciate all the... At this record, I just put out a tweet yesterday where I'm at 200 and just a little over 260 uh, followers. So thank you to all 200 and some of you guys. And future thanks to anyone <laughs> uh, that hasn't joined yet but is about to. So thank you guys so much. Uh, as always... Make sure you guys uh, follow me on YouTube. Broncos Talk will be launching soon. I swear it will. I know I keep saying at the beginning of every episode. I'm still working out a lot of kinks. Uh, so make sure you guys follow me on there so you know when the first episode, live stream episode anyway, drops. I am currently looking towards the end of July. That's my July. Uh, June, I mean. I'm sorry. Somewhere between the mid to end of June. That's my target launch date. So uh, please make sure you follow uh, the channel on there. And also make sure you follow this, uh, the audio podcast version. So you always get up to date information on when it is we go live. So again, uh, uh, follow me on there. And where are my manners? Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce the robot version of myself that will probably one day take over my mind. Uh, you heard me talk about him last week. Uh, I built him out of uh, spare parts that I found here in my basement. And his name is John Cena. <laughs> no, no, his name is not John Cena. I don't know where the fuck that came from. Guys, uh, say hello to my good friend, uh, Atron, who's a robot, who's got a mind of its own, and he's probably going to end up getting unplugged or turned into something else if he keeps interrupting me like that uh but if you're new to the show uh, he's probably gonna be making noises or comments whatever uh during the show whenever he decides to work properly i know last week we had some issues and bugs that i hope to have gotten worked out by then but anyways guys Let's get to what you guys are, ta uh, are talking about. Yeah, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> what you're here for, which is the NFL predictions. Now, I have followed, I have followed, I am following a lot of other Broncos podcasts, and I hope you guys are too. I know you hear me mention them a lot during the show, and I've heard most of their NFL predictions. And I got to say, I, I, I don't disagree with any of them, and I don't, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, I agree with most of them. But I also don't disagree with the ones a lot with the ones that I kind of feel like, eh, it could be up in the air. And it kind of really is, especially because unlike most previous offseasons since the departure of one Peyton Manning, we 
we're always kind of scratching our heads as to you know like obvious not not so much the obvious game wins that the team can win but it's kind of like quarterback battles you know can uh our current quarterback whether it was joe flacco uh, at one point it may have been paxton lynch drew lock or teddy bridgewater you know go toe-to-toe with some of the the nfl's best and every offseason, you know, obviously we're all our our orange and co- our orange and blue color glasses are always put on and they shine so bright and we're always so optimistic and always hoping for the best, only to be let down uh un unenthusiastically. Yeah, that's a word, right? Yeah, unenthusiastically. <laughs> so uh but I I kind of went over my my predictions like man, damn near since the schedule dropped and I, I crossed the, I crossed this and I crossed that and I started thinking, you know, what if this has happened? What if this has happened? And a lot of people, especially on Broncos Twitter, have to realize that every single prediction you hear from your favorite podcaster, it's all early predictions. And thankfully, everybody that made a prediction gave a reason as to why they did that. It wasn't just, well, it's going to be like this, this and this, you know, back to you in the studio. Kind of like you see the professionals do. In uh, in the like the NFL Network and I forgot what other show I was watching the other day where it was just kind of like, well, give us a reason why you think the Broncos are going to lose against this team or why they're going to win against that one. And, you know, some people really are into that depth analysis and other people are, I guess they're just like, oh, well, just we don't need a reason. We're going to win. We're going to win. Or we're going to lose. We're going to lose. You know, fuck it. <laughs> so uh, with that being said, ladies, let's go to the NFL predictions start of the show okay yeah see he missed his cue there (laughs) that's strike one for you buddy uh but here we go folks week one we have the seattle seahawks on the broncos at seattle so i was thinking about talking about about the uh the preseason uh, but I think I'll save that for uh, another episode closer to we get. I, I, I'm thinking maybe closer we get to the actual start of preseason because preseason, it it's always up in the air. You know, we we're getting three weeks, and I feel the closer we are to how we see, you know, who's more than likely going to be on the team and you know who's gonna have to play for a spot on the team. I think that that analysis will be worth more talking about once we get closer to that point even though preseason does come before the regular season. But still, uh, this is a game that everybody's been talking about. And whether you're a Seahawks fan or a Broncos fan, I mean, and a lot of people saw this coming way before the schedule uh, dropped. And even after it was uh, uh, confirmed that Russell Wilson is going to return back to Seattle to face his former team. And I, I honestly, I, I'm honestly gonna be honest with you guys. I didn't see anybody go. For, I, I may have seen somebody say Seattle, but I think they were just trolling. <laughs> but pretty much everybody's expecting the Broncos to go in there and you know just deliver and and, and ass whooping to to Seattle. And not just because it's Russell Wilson coming back home. It's just because the Seahawks team itself is so discombobulated that it doesn't seem like that no matter what the Seahawks do from now to the beginning of the season and even during the regular season that they can turn the ship around where they can prove people wrong and say hey look you know we're going to be fine without Russell because that's kind of like the narrative that I've gotten from 
from seeing different comments and you know people talking about Seattle is that supposedly Seattle is going to be fine without Russell Wilson, and that couldn't be farther from the fucking truth. Okay, if you go if you go around and see just how happy Broncos country is having Russell Wilson. He hasn't even officially thrown a football for the Broncos yet in terms of regular season play. But we just cannot wait to see that first throw, that first catch, and hell, that very first touchdown in the orange and blue. So it, it shouldn't be a surprise that the Broncos are going to be considered winners in this game. Now, I will say I do miss seeing Drew Locke in Denver. I, I really do miss seeing Noah Fant and, of course, uh, uh, Shelby Harris, uh, the 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 round the 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 picks that Denver gave. I'm pretty sure Seattle's either gonna try to find a diamond in the rough or they're gonna fuck it up. <laughs> either one of the two, but that that's a, the the picks. That's a whole different issue for Seattle. But I just between Drew Locke and Geno Smith, I I just don't I, I don't see either one of them being uh, better than the other. I honestly don't. I think that they're both on the same level, especially for Drew Locke, who I'm still, I still think is a great guy off the field, but on the field, I mean, this is what, his third offensive coordinator since he got drafted? So it can't really go well for him. And while I do want him to, you know, hopefully the, he does find his, his niche and, you know, just does well, I guess you could say. I, I mean, not against Denver, obviously. After Denver, he can... Hopefully he can do as good as he wants. But uh, there was, uh, I'm trying to think. There was somebody, I think it was, I think I I heard in one of the podcasts that I constantly hear. And I want to say it was on the LTB, the Let's Talk Bronco podcast, that somebody said, oh my God, if I, if I didn't get that. It, it was either LTB or the Crush podcast. Uh, so if you guys aren't following them, please follow them on Twitter. Great, great, great content. It was one of them because I listened to them back to back, sometimes even twice. And they basically said, stated a fact that Drew Locke got a second chance at being a starting quarterback, which is so true because in this league, if you don't do it on the first time with your first team and you get traded, you're usually getting traded to be the backup and, you know, ride the bench and, you know, play behind somebody else and hope you can get a shot at, you know, kind of redeeming yourself and putting yourself back in the starting quarterback position for future uh, for future seasons. So the fact that Drew Locke got that chance right off the bat, and I really don't see Seattle doing a quote-unquote quarterback battle uh, in Seattle again, I, I think that's, that's totally on par and that's totally true. But I will say this before we move on to the next week. Once, and I'm pretty sure it's going to happen, once Baker Mayfield gets cut by the Browns, because I don't see the Browns trading for him, I have a feeling that Seattle's going to make a, a play for Baker. And if Baker does get picked up to Seattle, which I don't, I mean, T, Seattle does have Tyler Lockett and, and DK Metcalf, so they have weapons. They just don't really have a, a, a guy like Russell Wilson as, to get the ball to him. Uh but if Baker Mayfield, or when it happens, I should say, I should say, quote, and you can quote me on this, Baker Mayfield is gonna end up in Seattle because out of all the teams that need a quarterback hungry, I think that Seattle's the hungriest 
out of all of them. I mean, you could make a play for the Steelers, but the Steelers pay, paid Trubisky money to come play in Pittsburgh. So I don't see the Steelers picking up Baker Mayfield. And if they do, it'll be another quarterback quarterback. Uh, controversy or competition or whatever basically all the shit that we went through with teddy and drew lock last year and if and if he does go to the steelers and mitch loses that competition then it's it's it really didn't make any sense for the steelers to go out and get a guy like trubisky and pay him money because you paid him that much money to just ride the bench and it really doesn't make any sense so uh i have a and just to, to end this Baker Mayfield, when he gets cut, going to be Seattle's top priority to try to get. Now, will Baker go to Seattle is a whole different story. But if it does happen, you heard it here first. At least I think I said it first. Somebody else may have said I don't care. But <laughs> that's what we're going to. Uh, Atron, what do you think of that, about that analysis? Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Can you say it again? Excellent. Thank you. We, uh, we got to work on your... On your timing, buddy. I guess I thought I had it down, but no. Uh, week two uh, against the Houston Texans at home. This is the season opener for our beloved Broncos. And Houston is in even worse shape than Seattle is. So at this point, I really don't see. Uh, I can't even tell you the name of the quarterback for the Texans. David, I can't think of his name. I, I've heard his name, but I can't think of it. So unless the quarterback changes by week two. I really don't think so, but Houston is still in a rebuild. They got to get their coaching down. They got to get another uh, a, a, another quarterback because they traded the the one guy who was their only even redeeming. Well, before his controversy, anyway, in Watson, um, but he was the only thing that Houston had going for them before they traded him away to Cleveland. So. I have a feeling Russell Wilson is going to just go off in this game. Uh, It should be a no-brainer that the Broncos in two weeks going in, that they go to and oh. And there's not really much to say about this, except that the Broncos, when they play at home, they play really, really tough uh, defense and offense alike. And with Russell Wilson, with this being Russell Wilson's first game as a Bronco in uh, mile high, I have a feeling that it's going to be... Uh, uh, I have a feeling it's going to be a blowout, to be honest with you. I don't see this being close. We could see backups by like halftime. I know that's being a little bit uh, silly or ridiculous, but if it happens, <laughs> you heard it here first. Uh, week three against San Francisco. Now, I had an asterisk next to this game because at first I had it as a loss. But then I remembered that San Francisco doesn't have a like 100% true starting quarterback. It could be Trey Lance or it could be Jimmy Garoppolo if Garoppolo doesn't get injured or if he gets traded for some fucking reason. And the 49ers have, uh, have, they play really tough. Their offense is tough. You can't take anything away from Kyle Shanahan. And the last time we played the 49ers, if I'm not mistaken, was when the George Kittle really just burned our defense and took us to the cleaners if I'm not mistaken, from that being the last game. So the reason I put an asterisk next to this one is because it depends who the quarterback is for this game. If it's Jimmy Garoppolo that starts for the 49ers, I think the Broncos lose that game. Just for the simple fact that Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, he's still, he's a vetted player and he can kind of read our defense 
a little bit better than Trey Lance can. And, you know, Debo Samuel, I'm pretty sure they're going to get all their ducks in a row before the season started. And Debo Samuel is just a very, very good football player. And, uh, I mean, just a, a hard guy to stop because you never really know where he's going to go. Uh, but if it's Trey Lance, who it's starting to, according to most, uh, uh, I don't know if it's rumors, but people talking about it looks like Trey Lance is more than likely going to be the starting quarterback for the 49ers. So if it's Trey Lance, then I think the Broncos have a better chance of winning this game uh, because obviously Trey Lance, he only played like what, one or two games last year since he got, since he started. I know he started the preseason, but those, those don't count obviously. So, but for the meanwhile, I'm going with the fact that Trey Lance starts and it's going to be a win. So at this point in time, I have the Broncos winning 3-0, being 3-0 record. So they beat Seattle on the road. They they win, in, they win at home against Houston and San Francisco. So now we go to week four uh, against the Raiders in Vegas. And I, I have... I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say this right now. I have the Broncos splitting all three division games, meaning they're gonna win one and and lose one. I don't see them sweeping just for the simple fact that the AFC West is one of the. It's gonna be one of the hardest places to maybe even almost damn near impossible for any one of these teams to get swept. Even the Chiefs. I know you guys heard me talk shit about down about the Chiefs or whatever, but as long as Patrick Mahomes is still throwing a football, they still have a pretty chance good chance to keep games close even if they don't win them so and then obviously the Raiders I mean the Raiders their offense is, is pretty stacked and the thing about Derek Carr even with the, even with Chucky gone I, I thought that that whole team was just gonna come off the wheels and, and what have you but Derek Carr just I don't know if it's because he's a Raider or if it's the Raiders luck or if it's just Derek Carr's luck they always start off strong and then the closer they get towards the finish line, somebody gets hurt, somebody gets arrested, they get dropped, they get fired. They, some bullshit happens to the Raiders, just like injuries happen to the Chargers, where it hurts their chances of being that team that can't just, you know, be great from start to finish. So, and with Devontae Adams now a Raider and, you know, all the offensive toys that they have, I think uh, with Josh McDaniels in town, I, but and I'm hopefully wrong on this because I hope Josh McDaniels has a season as a head coach just like he did when he ran the Broncos, where he runs the, the Raiders into the fucking ground. But we have to be realistic here, folks. Uh, I have the Raiders winning this game at home just for the simple fact that the Raiders, unless they play a team that literally kicks the crap out of them, they play tougher at home than they do on the road. So, in my perspective, anyway, and I, I just think that this is gonna be a game where the Broncos are are kind of they kind of start to f- see where their weaknesses are and where they need to you know address where they need to get stronger and do better in. And it's usually always a divisional rival that points it out to you because you play them twice out of everybody that you play during the excuse me during the regular season. So. It's pretty obvious that when they show you, like, okay, you know, your run defense needs to be better, your quarterbacks or what have you. And, but I do see this game close. I don't see the Raiders blowing out the Broncos just for the simple fact that the, the Broncos are the most improved team 
in this division more than the Raiders, more than the Chargers, and definitely more than the Chiefs. So, uh, but still, I have a feeling that the Broncos come up short. And again, just for the record, I hope I'm wrong on that. <laughs> and uh, uh, let's go on to week five <clears throat> against Indianapolis. I have this as a win. Matt Ryan is the new quarterback for the Colts. And this is the Colts' new quarterback. In just, I think they switched just about as much as Denver does. It almost seems like, you know, they went from Andrew Luck to uh, to Carson Wentz to... No, who was there before Carson Wentz? Oh, Phillip Rivers. You know, Phillip Rivers, Carson Wentz, and now Matt Ryan. So it kind of seems like they're just trying to get whatever veteran, possibly Hall of Famer-ish quarterback they can get their hands on and pay them a shit ton of money and hopefully take them to a title before the said quarterback uh, calls it a career. Now, the Colts game is not going to be easy. It's not going to be a walk in the park for Denver, I don't think. I think it's going to be close. But on paper, I think that the Broncos have the better team. And Matt Ryan, it's going to take Matt Ryan a couple of games to kind of get acclimated into you know, playing for a new team and, you know, playing in an all-new offensive scheme and, and what have you, you know, being most of his whole career in Atlanta. So I, I, I think that the Broncos can win this game. And, you know, I think Russell Wilson will have a good game. It shouldn't be terrible by any means necessary. Uh, but at home, I think Russell Wilson, once Russell Wilson feels the energy from Broncos country and just being in mile high. You know, obviously he's been at mile high, but he was, he's went there as the opponent. So he was never able to absorb and soak in all of Broncos country uh, like uh, previous Broncos quarterbacks have. But once he feels that momentum and he, now that he doesn't have to worry about running for his life because his offensive line is complete fucking garbage. <laughs> so... You know, I those, those touchdowns, man, they're going to come. They're going to come hard, and they're going to be flying. <laughs> uh, so, uh, at this point, the Broncos are now 4-1. and one. I have them at 4-1. and one. And that brings us to week six against the Chargers at Chargers. And like I said a few minutes ago, I see the Broncos splitting each one of these uh, series. And the Chargers... And this is another kind of asterisk game that I put on because usually this is the point where the Chargers injuries kind of start to creep up on them. But even so, as long as Justin Herbert is throwing a football, the Chargers at home, they, they play with it with an energy that's almost, I can say you can challenge it better than almost any other team in the NFL. And that's probably the most amount of credit I'll give the Chargers. But I see the Broncos losing this game. Just for the simple fact that Broncos on the road, uh, they'll they'll have one game on the road usually almost every season where they just completely defy the odds makers, like we saw against Dallas last year, which I was at. And let me tell you guys, it was almost like being at a whole game. It was beautiful. There was orange and blue everywhere, pissing off the uh, white and blue and this, anybody with a star. It was great. But I have a feeling this is going to be another close game, but it's going to be another game that kind of gets away from the Broncos in terms of uh, a victory. Now, like I said, I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> I hope the Broncos beat the Chargers. Hell, I hope they sweep the Chargers for that fucking matter. But kind of have to take off the orange and blue colored glasses here, folks. And, you know, when you look at what we have on paper at this moment in time, 
kind of have a feeling that the Chargers are going to take game one up to week seven up against the New York Jets at uh, at back at, at mile high. And I have this as a win for the for the Broncos. Now, you know, got to give credit to the Jets here, folks. They had one, if not the best offseason uh, that in their historical franchise. They got a lot of key players. They used every. They didn't waste a single one of their draft picks that they got uh, from all the players they traded and you know picked up or whatever. So the 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 weapons are the toys are there. The only thing the Jets have to do and kind of worry about is putting it all together to make sense. Now it it doesn't really help that the Jets play in a division with uh, the 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 up and coming Buffalo Bills, the struggling Patriots, and the Miami Dolphins. So, hey, they have their work cut out for them in, in terms of, uh, you know, trying to be. I, I don't see them. I don't see either one of those three teams being the Buffalo Bills. So I have the Bills. I know I, I was saving this for a future episode, but I'm just going to say this now. I have the Buffalo Bills winning that division already. <laughs> so it doesn't matter what the Patriots got. It doesn't matter what the what the Jets got. It doesn't matter what the hell. Even with Tyreek Hill as a Dolphin, I don't see any one of those three teams being an issue for what the Bills have have already got in in Buffalo. But that's besides the point. The Jets are are just, they're going to come into this game, I have a feeling, with probably a negative record. And the last time, last year, was it last year? I can't remember when the last time was was we played the Jets in Denver. I think it was a couple years ago. Not not last year. We played the Jets at the Jets. Um, And it, it just... I, I just don't, I, I don't see, I, I have a feeling that their new key players are going to be a bit of a pain in the ass, just for the simple fact that we, by that time, by that, by week seven, we won't, it'll take the time to see, you know, who gets acclimated and who can, who's starting to get used to life in the NFL, you know, who, and we might not even get to see that. Some of these key rookies might be injured by then or not be able to play or struggle or what have you, but that's probably going to be one of the key games for the Jets offense and defense to kind of go out there and put out some tape and to kind of tell the world, hey, we may not be where we want to be right now this season, but we're coming, you know, so, but unfortunately it won't be uh, for this season. I can't, I was going to say Sam Darnold is a quarterback, but he's not there anymore. And I can't think of the Jets quarterback off the top of my head. I don't know why I had a brain fart. So... Uh, you know, yeah, okay, yeah, laugh at me all you want, I don't care, <laughs> it's gonna come to me later on, watch, uh, week eight, just before the bye week, we, uh, I, I don't know why I said we, the Broncos head to Jacksonville to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars, and it's, uh, did we play Jacksonville at Jacksonville, or, yeah, we played Jacksonville in Jacksonville last year, I believe. So it's basically round two up against Trevor Lawrence. And you, you know what? There were high hopes for the Jaguars going into this offseason. But I feel like they took in almost every wide receiver available in free agency for no fucking reason. <laughs> While the Jaguars just, they have so many issues in other parts of uh, on their team. I have no idea why they decided to go and get all these fucking wide receivers and pay them a shit ton of money. Like, they're all going to be open for Trevor Lawrence to throw. 
And I think for Trevor Lawrence, I actually feel sorry for him because now he has more to worry about than he did uh, last year when, you know, trying to run away from Von Miller. But now he's got to worry about, you know, Randy, uh, Randy Gregory and hopefully Bradley Chubb. Please, Chubb, come back and be a menace again. And uh, and whoever else is going to be on our defensive front. I, I just I, I just don't think this is going to be a good game for Jacksonville. I wouldn't be surprised if the Jaguars actually get blown out in this game. I honestly wouldn't. I know we kind of said that last year, uh, you know, especially what, what we had on paper with the defense just being better than the offense, it, you know, even during the middle of the quarterback controversy competition, whatever the fuck you want to call it. <laughs> so, um, but I think Bron- the Broncos win this game. I think Russell Wilson has a very good games uh, stat-wise. And like I said, if, if they can make it a blowout, even better. Now, the crazy thing is the first half of the schedule, because week nine is is our bye. So uh, the first half of the schedule, it's not as tough as the second half. The second half of the schedule, which is we're going to get into in the second part of today's show, is just going to just be really, really, really tough. And it's kind of going to be the game where the Broncos have to kind of put their foot down and say, hey, we're for real. We're going. We're gunning for a championship, and it doesn't matter who it is that uh, you know that gets in our way. We're going to take them down. You know, we're going to kick some ass, and we're going to take them down. And at this point, I have the Broncos at a record of three, four, five, six, six and two. So they're in the positive. I really don't see why they couldn't be six and two. Hell, I'll take eight and zero <laughs> as a long shot. But as a long shot, it would be eight and zero. But According to my my predictions, it's going to be six and two. So with that being said, guys, hopefully you guys enjoyed the first half of today's show. We're going to take a small, quick break. We'll be right back with the second part of the season of my prediction season. So go get a bite, uh, eat, get something to drink, and we'll be right back after these fine words. And we're back. If you're just joining us, we recap the first half of my NFL prediction schedule where I had the Broncos going six and two from week one to week eight because week nine is a bye. And now we're going on to week 10. So the Broncos get rejuvenated. You know, they get relaxed. They deal with whatever injuries they might be going uh, with going forward at this point. And hopefully it's not anything substantial because the injury bug has kind of been a real big in the Broncos rear end these last couple of seasons so and in order for us the Broncos to be taken seriously in power rankings and analyst boards alike they need to show that they can be who they are on paper with the said people on paper and not trying to you know scramble or get by with duct tape and uh, whatever cheap glues out there in the market so week 10 we're at Tennessee I see this as a win for the Broncos and at first, I was kind of, you know, I was kind of on the fence about this when I when I saw it. But then, I, and I said this about Brian Tannehill when he got paid that huge contract. They, the the, the, tech, the Texas, the Titans really, really reached. There was really no need to give T- 
Tannehill that big ass fucking contract. Now, uh, Derrick Henry, different story. The man is a monster. He's a beast. He deserves every penny he got to him. And if it was a if it was a healthier Derrick Henry going into last year's playoffs, that would have been a whole different story for the Titans. I think they would have gotten further than than getting knocked out in the first round. But I just don't see Tannehill as being the quarterback that the Titans paid a shit ton of money for. And now they got rid of A.J. Brown because they didn't want to pay him that much amount of money because they're, most of their money's tied up into Derrick Henry, which makes understandable so. And also when you include Tannehill, it's like, nah, man, I, I, I can't see that. And I wouldn't be surprised if that at this point Tennessee is in a negative uh, record where they're just struggling to stay afloat in, in the, AF, what is it, the AFC South. Uh, obviously, the, in their division, the Falcons are going to be garbage. The uh, who else is in there? Uh, Jacksonville uh, is, is going to be not as bad as Atlanta, but probably not as good. And I, I see the Colts winning that division uh, hands down just for the simple fact that Matt Ryan is in what I think is a better team. Uh, he's got a better offense around him, a better line, uh, more no, no doubt. The, the Colts have one of the best offensive lines, if not the best offensive line in all of football. And... He should be in a great place to, you know, not be able to take that division. And it'll be a change of pace. I know we talked about uh, Matt Ryan uh, in last, uh, last episode <laughs> at the first half of today's show. But I just I, I just don't see any one of those quarterbacks, not Trevor Lawrence. I can't even tell you who the quarterback is for the Falcons. Um, and, and Matt and, and Ryan Tannehill uh, just for that division. But anyways, back to... Um, uh, the Broncos. I, I see the Broncos coming back. Usually when the Broncos come back from a break, they're usually a lot hungrier because they realize, okay, uh, you know, this is, we have to get our, our shit together. We have to, you know, play better and all that mess. Because, I mean, let's be honest, folks. Last year, they had that huge win against the Cowboys. They're riding a high. All they had to do was beat Philadelphia going into their bye week, and they would have been in a momentum run that would have been just incredible. And then the Eagles come in and kick the shit out of them. Out of the Broncos, and it's it was a debilitating role into the bye week for for the Broncos. So uh, I don't see the Broncos going that happening this season, especially with Jacksonville the game before the bye. So I see, like I said, I have the Broncos winning this game, and so far I have the Broncos seven and two. Yeah, seven and two at this point by week ten. So. That brings us to week 11, the second game against the Vegas Raiders at Denver. Now, I see this as a win. Just for the simple fact, like I stated earlier, the the Raiders at this point, it's usually around the second half of the season where they just kind of start to unwind and undo themselves. You start to see issues between the coach and uh, the quarterback, between the offense, between the defense. Somebody does something stupid and gets... Uh, cut or somebody key player gets traded because maybe the Raiders aren't playing as well and they decide to get something worth for one of their key players. I mean, I, I don't know, but I just feel that the Raiders are going to come into Denver, especially at, especially if Denver does lose the first one in, in week three. So they're going to be hungry for a win, especially Russell Wilson. So and and I just have them. I, I don't see the Broncos losing at home, especially against the Raiders. A division win at home for Denver always feels so good because it's just it, it's a kind of way to stick it back to uh, 
to to our division rivals. I mean, obviously, I don't like to lose against our division rivals, even on the road. But I just don't see Derek Carr coming in and, and pulling off uh, a sweep against our Broncos. And let me just say, I feel sorry for that Raiders team because I, I, I don't know where it was. Uh, it was a statistical, I don't know if it was a meme. It was basically a point that they made that the, the Raiders are not renewing their option, the fifth-year option on three of their, was it first or second round picks that they got from the 2018 draft, I believe it was. So that's how much faith you, you see in going into uh, the new direction. And like I said, I hope Josh McDaniels goes in there and just fucks up that entire team and the Raiders are forced to go into a rebuild. But that's just the, my Broncos side being hateful towards the Raiders. And I'm pretty sure the Raiders uh, fans are saying the same thing about Denver. And I don't care. <laughs> so uh, at this point, I have the Broncos 8-2. and two. Eight and two, which is really impressive, and if I'm if I do say so myself. Uh, week twelve, if I can read my own writing, because I wrote this fast as hell. Oh, at Carolina, Jesus, I still write like I'm in high school. Um, and I have this as a win. Now I can talk about Sam Darnold because I feel that the the Panthers are just while they do have some really good key players. I just don't see Carolina being being a threat. I mean, it's bad enough that they have to deal with another season of Tom Brady. Uh, the Saints in that division are probably going to struggle too. Uh, I, I know they're getting Jameis Winston back, but it's I don't know what version of Jameis Winston you're going to get. It's really tough for a quarterback to come back from that injury and you know having to sit out an entire season and just not only having to shake off the ring rust, but to play in a competitive division. Uh, I mean, it's just, uh, it's, it's going to be tough. And actually, I made a mistake. The the I, I know I did say the Falcons. Uh, the Falcons aren't in the AFC South. They're in the NFC South. So who am I? Oh, that's the Texans I'm thinking of. I'm so sorry. So clarification on the Week 10 comparison. It's the Texans who, uh, and just like the Falcons, I, I, <laughs> I think that the, the Texans are just slightly, slightly better than the Atlanta Falcons are. So... Um, and I and even right now I still can't tell you who the fucking quarterback for the Falcons are. So, uh, I, just to clarify point, my mistake, my bad. The Falcons are in the NFC South, not the AFC South. That's the Texans. Uh, but I I just don't I don't see the the Panthers winning this game. I think Sam Darnold is going to struggle too. I think that Carolina Panthers defense they haven't found their rhythm yet. Especially, obviously, the Panthers play a little bit better at home. They've kept a lot of games closer than they should have in the games that we had. But the last time the 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 Broncos played in Carolina, well, the Broncos came out with a win, and I think that was the same game where Noah Fant got uh, went down with an illness. Uh, I think he had some bad food the night before, and he didn't even play. And that was also the same game where we lost two of our starting uh, cornerbacks, which was almost around this same point in time if I'm not mistaken maybe a little bit later on during the season and it was when the Broncos really had to use that duct tape to kind of keep this horse <laughs> going as, as long as it could to the finish line so let's hope for no big injuries and uh it's just uh it, it and this is probably where it's probably going to get even harder I know I said that going after the bye week but Carolina will probably be the, the the last game for the Broncos where it's kind of be like, you can say it's almost like a walk in the park, so to speak. Uh, week 13 against 
the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, man, as after what the Ravens did last year, where they instead of taking the knee, they ran the ball, and Vic Fangio, our former coach, lost his shit. As much as I want the Broncos to win this game, I have a feeling that the Broncos are gonna lose. Uh, what was that? Uh, <laughs> well, uh, I I know I know Atron. It's uh, I. He, I mean, it's Lamar Jackson. And what you saw, when you see what the Ravens did during uh, the draft, I don't know if they did anything. I don't remember if they did anything off free agency, but they had a really good draft. And the Ravens are going to come into Den. Or, I'm sorry. The Broncos are going to go into the. Uh, I was going to say into the Ravens, or where. I, can't, I don't remember the name of the, the stadium where Baltimore played. Where they go to Baltimore. And the Broncos are going to give them hell. Don't get me wrong. But. I have a feeling that this is going to be a game that kind of gets away from Denver and they might even come up short. It could be another, you know, Justin Tucker field goal, you know, maybe kicks it upside down or some bullshit like that. (laughs) And, you know, it kind of, uh, uh, it's kind of one of those losses for Denver that kind of humbles us and it kind of brings us back down to earth where it's kind of like, okay, you know, it's, uh, you know, get off your high horse, so to speak, because we're going to hear it from people. Every time Denver loses, you're going to hear it from people. They're going to be like, oh, you know, they said Denver was going to be great and all this shit and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, to all that, you know, fuck you guys. <laughs> uh, so at this point, I have the Broncos playing at eight and three. Yeah, eight and three at this point. Uh, week 14 against Kansas City. It's our first game against Kansas City and it's in Denver. And I have the Broncos winning this game. I think the Chiefs are going to come into this game limping. I don't know why, but I have a suspicious feeling that the Chiefs are going to come in injured. Not so much Patrick Mahomes, but with Tyree, and I'm going to say this for like the millionth fucking time, with Tyreek Hill gone, that Kansas City offense is going to suffer incredibly. I, I think that Kelsey's going to struggle finding being open more just for the simple fact that the thing that makes Kelsey such or that made Kelsey so great was that it was either you concentrate on Kelsey and limit him into his yards or you can't, uh, concentrated on Tyree Kill and limited. But it was really hard for NFL defenses to do both, you know, and I guess the, the Bucks found the answer in that Super Bowl, which was just, you know, amazing, you know, credit to those guys. But it wasn't an everyday thing or every week thing I should say where you could just go out and you know figure out how to stop both of those guys and you know make Patrick Mahomes run for his freaking life so I have a feeling that the Chiefs are going to come in to Denver I don't know if they're going to come in negative I think that they'll probably be uh, probably even or close to even maybe but I don't see them being negative I do see them being at the bottom of our division. I don't think that they'll be better than the Chargers. I don't think they'll be better than the Raiders. And I definitely don't think they'll be better than the, than the Broncos. Just for the simple fact that they're they're going to realize just how bad that Patrick Mahomes, or losing that Patrick Mahomes-Tyree Kill connection is going to hurt. And as great as Andy Reid is as a head coach and you know offensive-minded and whatever, there's going to be plays where it, it backfires. We saw what Patrick Mahomes was kind of doing at the beginning of last season where he was just throwing interceptions, and, and that was with Tyreek Hill. So uh, this coming season, with a revamped Broncos defense and a revamped uh, Broncos offense, I kind of have a feeling that they're going to take Kansas City by storm 
by surprise. I'm not saying that the, that the Broncos are going to win this game by a blowout, although I really fucking wish they would. <laughs> but uh, I do think that the Broncos kind of gain their momentum back and they finally break that fucking losing streak to the Chiefs. Uh, that's been going on since 2015. So Broncos country, get ready to hear those, you know, that slow clap, that fucking uh, the last horse finally crossed the All these stupid fucking uh, comments and from uh, everybody, especially Chiefs fans. You know, finally, you're probably, you're gonna hear that word for like the entire that entire week. Finally, finally, finally. <laughs> uh, week 15, uh, the the Cardinals come into town. And I have this as a win. The Cardinals kind of are unraveling, if I'm not mistaken. Like, there's a lot of shit going on with the Cardinals that you probably, if, if somebody told you last year was going to happen this year, you probably wouldn't believe it. Especially since the Cardinals have some really good players on paper and they still have Kyler Murray. But I have a feeling they're hanging on to Kyler Murray by like a thread for some reason. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if by this time point in time, Kyler Murray's holding out because he wants more money or some bullshit, not because of injury. Uh, but I think it's going to be a close game. The Cardinals aren't going to be a walk, uh, a walk off, uh, walk on team. Uh, they still have some really good players on paper and, you know, for Russell Wilson, it's going to bring back, it shouldn't be that new to him because, you know, obviously he's played, uh, Kyler Murray twice when he was with the Seahawks. So he should have a, a good idea as to how to beat Kyler Murray and beat that Cardinals defense. Now I'm pretty sure he's gonna have nightmares of when he threw that uh, interception. That if it wasn't for DK Metcalf, would have been a pick six. Um, but hopefully that memory doesn't rattle our quarterback, and he's able to kind of put, you know, some touchdowns on paper and get us that important win, so that we go to what is it nine? No, eleven. Oh, I forgot to mention earlier with the Kansas City win, it was ten three, and with the Arizona win. We'd be 11 and 3. So, week 16, Christmas. Jingle bell. I, do you have anything for. Uh, no, no, of course you don't. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I thought about this one, especially since it was one of the first games that was announced before the schedule release. And I'm going to say that the, unfortunately, the Broncos lose this game against the defending uh, Los Angeles Rams. And I just say that just for the simple fact that it's kind of like there's it's the second time that the uh, that the Broncos have to go play at SoFi SoFi Stadium, and uh, the Rams just play tough. You know, obviously, even though Von Miller's not there anymore, and I forgot there's another defensive piece that the Rams have, but playing Matthew Stafford at home, as we saw last year, he's been really good. So. And I really do hope I'm wrong on this, but it, it won't be a, a walk in the park for either one. It, it's not going to be the Rams stomping the Broncos, or it's not going to be the Broncos stomping the, the Rams. I think it's going to be a close game, but I have to say that I do feel that the, uh, the Rams take this game. And I really do hope I'm wrong because a statement game at SoFi against the defending champs, that would go a long way because by week 16, we're starting to get a, we should get a really good idea as to, you know, who's got, you know, number one seed and who's going to be in the playoffs and who's going to be a uh, wild card before the following week, which brings us to week 17 uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs at Kansas City. And I have this game as a loss 
for the Broncos, unfortunately. So that's going to bring us to 11 and 5. And I just think that the Kansas City Chiefs, they're going to be playing. I have a feeling that if the Chiefs make it to the playoffs, they're going to be in a playoff spot or wild card position. So they're going to have to play tough. And beating Kansas City at Kansas City, I don't have to tell you as a Broncos fan, has been feels like it's been damn near fucking impossible for the last five, six years. So even without Tyree Kill, I have a feeling that the Chiefs are going to win that game and kind of slither slither slide like that indiana jones after the stonewall closes slide <laughs> to give you an idea damn it i wish i had that jingle uh and i just i just think that they're gonna get in there uh and slide into that wild card spot whereas denver should already be in the playoffs hopefully number one seed knock on wood um but and at this point, like I said, I have the Broncos at 11 and 5. And then week 18, which is kind of like the asterisk that's been on almost every single schedule, where it's kind of like the whatever game. Uh, the, the Broncos play the Chargers at home. And I have the Broncos winning this game. Now, by this point in time, I must remind you that more than likely the Chargers are going to be in the playoffs and uh, the Broncos are going to be in the Chargers or in the playoffs. The Raiders, I believe, at this point are probably going to be trying to play for a wild card spot, so they might have to go at it against Kansas City. But I wouldn't be surprised if Kansas City beats out the Raiders for that wild card spot. Um, but I kind of have a feeling that both of these teams are not going to be playing their starters. I think they're going to be uh, playing their second and third stringers, and I just feel that the Broncos' second and third stringers are better than the Chargers' second and third stringers. So unless the Chargers need a win to kind of secure a playoff spot that's the only way i can see them beating us but even so i don't think they would risk it because any injury the chargers suffer in this game would really really hurt their chances going uh into the the playoff season so i i just think that the broncos are going to win this game uh and that yeah so that's going to do it for for the my schedule my nfl predictions episode uh, so the final record that I have, and it's pretty much one that a lot of uh, content creators have had, and it's almost like we're all in agreement somehow, is 12 and 5 on the year. And I think that's really reasonable. I've heard a lot of 11s and 6s, and hell, even somebody said 10 and 7. I, I don't see the Broncos being that bad 10 and 7. Unless the injuries get us and just kick the shit out of us, that's the only way you'll get a 10 and seven season out of these Broncos. And if it's anything less, if it's single digits, God help us. <laughs> we cannot afford another nine and eight season, especially with the, the toys and the, the front office we have now. But before we sign off, folks, let me just say that whether whatever it is that you hear, whether whether I'm right or wrong completely or absolutely or yes or no, or anybody else that you hear going forward about uh, NFL predictions, the one thing that we all have in common, and I said at the beginning of this episode, if you listened this far, is just the excitement. It's ex- It was exciting for me to sit here and de- actually deliberate in my head which games we can win. Whereas before, it was kind of like, well, they're going to kick our ass because their quarterback is better. Their quarterback is better. Their quarterback is better. That was a conversation that we more than likely had with each other every single fucking time we saw the schedule after 2015. And... It will always put so much pressure on our defense where our defense had to go out there and try to get us the ball or, you know, try to limit the damage to a field goal. And our offense just 
couldn't go out there and put up some fucking points and get us the ball back type of thing. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be a really, really, really fucking exciting season. I cannot wait. And also, let me just say that scheduled release video with uh, Peyton Manning introducing uh, Russell Wilson as the new intern was just out fucking standing. It, I, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a Broncos fan. It's the best video. It was a funnier video out there. You know, I'll, I'll give some credit to the Chargers one. The anime one they did was, was actually really good. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but and then there was one. The I only saw three. It was ours, obviously. The Chargers one. And then I saw the one about Carolina where they kind of went retro with kind of like a life in the 90s type of thing. So uh, that's the only one I'll, I'll give credit to. But other than that, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so, so much for tuning in uh, to today's episode. I really do hope you enjoyed it. I know it's a little bit shorter than what we usually do, but unfortunately, I have to get uh, some other things done. So I wanted to make sure to squeeze in and get uh the scheduled uh answer for you guys but guys like i always said uh like i always say like yeah like i always say <laughs> uh i got some uh, special guests coming out of the show and gonna talk football with us what their predictions are about the broncos and uh whatever team it is that they're following uh so make sure you follow the the youtube channel uh broncos talk on youtube so you get uh live uh notifications on when the very first episode live stream episode drops so hopefully you'll be able to join me and i don't know uh, i'm i might be maybe i can get a special guest to join me for that episode i'm not sure uh, no promises <laughs> so uh and also follow me on twitter guys at a six foot ten mexican uh atron you missed your your cue man no do it again <sighs> this connection thing i <laughs> we gotta work on that um, so, uh, on Twitter at a six foot 10 Mexican, you can follow me on there. Ask me football questions. I'll try to pull some, uh, if I get any on there and lead, lead, read them, uh, in one of my recordings or answer them in future episodes. So like I said, I'm always down to talk football with anybody. Uh, remember to please continue to support Broncos medium Broncos content. There's a lot of great uh, Broncos c- content out there, you know, whether it's podcasts or articles. Uh, shout out to my good friend, uh, uh, Broncos Viking. Uh, hope you're feeling better, buddy. Uh, he's got, he, he writes some of the best Broncos articles I've ever read. And also, shout out to the, I know I mentioned them earlier, the Crush Podcast with Lindsay, oh, please don't kill me if I mispronounce your last name, Lindsay Babo and Shelby Manning. Guys, let me tell you something. This podcast is awesome. All the podcasts I talk about are are awesome. Don't get me wrong. MHRT Network's podcasts are awesome. And, uh, you know, Broncos Country Tonight. I'm trying to name all the ones off the top of my head. The uh, Let's Talk Broncos podcast is also awesome. But these two ladies are going to be great. They're going to be famous. They're going to be, well, they're already famous, but they're going to be even famous, sir. (laughs) That's a word. Uh, Guys, follow them. Uh, the Crush Podcast. They're on Twitter. They're on Instagram. Uh, they just have they have their first two episodes up. So right now is a great time to subscribe to them, catch up before you get left behind. And like I said, I listen to them every time. Great, great two ladies. They were just recently on the Nothing Rhymes with podcast on the MHRT Network. Uh, so give them a follow. And I'm telling you guys, you will not regret 
that decision. So with that being said, guys, thank you guys so much for listening. For Atron, my name is Adon Diaz. Have a very good rest of your day, and we will all see you all next time. Atron, show us out, man. <laughs>